for $1 million, would you enter a dark web reality show where people try to kill you when you're alone? Me either. But hey, we watched this movie. So why don't we talk about self-reliance? Rejoining us after 137 episodes is... I'm Samantha, and I, I appreciate that you counted the number of episodes. That's a very specific number. It is. I'm at... <laughs> I'm, I'm Chad. You've downloaded the 145th episode of your award-winning podcast. We used to talk about this at work. All right. So um, I remember that now. Yeah. Thank you. Now I remember. I know that's not helpful at this point, but yeah, I remember now. Okay. I remember. Sorry, oh, go look, on. Look at you, Casper. Look at you. Um, so the old voice is a little weak this week. Um, I get to be sick. Um, uh, Matt was sick last week with the super cooties. Mm-hmm. How are you? Is that doing? an official diagnosis? Fortunately, yes. Um they said it was not COVID. So um I was just based with regular sickness and things. So but no, I feel much better now. Uh, a lot of medication, a lot of rest, sweated a lot of things out. And, and I'm back to normal again. Samantha, you're back. And um let's just let's pull the band-aid off. Um, you know, um we've been divorced for some time now. And um yeah. Last time you were here, we were married. Um, I le- actually listened to that episode uh, recently, and uh, it brought back memories, you know, of like um... love. No, 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 no. none of that. Good try, nothing, though, Matt. Yeah. Nothing silly like that. Never stop, never stop winning yes. for your man. Listen, that's a good friend. That's a good never friend. St- right never stop. Never hey, stop. That, that's what I'm here for. Yeah. No, it just reminds me. This is me actually that... a parent trap episode. Great. Good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Glad I walked in. Gotcha. Yeah. We don't get this family back together. Right. We don't get this family back together. Yes. The yes, longest yes, yes, con yes. I've ever participated in. Yeah. Hey. hey three years gentlemen. longer, right? Three years long. Aha. Um, no, so that's the one we did with Sarah and Lindsay, and we did Corella. And it was overall a good episode. And we we're talking about like what's your Mario Kart main? And like, um, I remember we were wa- like watching our daughter on the monitor, like every little toss and turn and what have you. Um, she's always been like an an interesting sleeper. I'll say that. But yeah, that was the time. Yeah, I mean, now she'll do headstands in her bed, right? Like worst. now she'll do like full on parkour. Um, so you always think every stage of parenting is the hardest until you level up to the next one. And that's harder. (laughs) It's like just different. So when she was a newborn and it was like, I was fighting for my life and my sanity, um, adjusting to like new everything. Right. Um, yeah, the panic, like, did she wake up? Did she, now it's like, you'll know she woke up because she's screaming the ABCs. She's playing, in uh, here like she's got a wooden slide like a montessori ladder and slide i'll hear her start climbing on stuff i'm like emma it's 5 30 in the morning there's no doubt that she's awake now yeah. um yeah like at my house like i got her that kitchen set for christmas and that's in her room so i hear like the little cabinet slamming and shit and i'm like you're not a parent yet you're not supposed to be up at 5 a.m slamming shit okay that's my job yeah she's a. Uh... She did go through a weird phase. Um, I guess when kids learn new skills, I'm so glad we're done with this, right? Like she generally speaking though is a good sleeper. It sometimes it takes her a little while to go down. Yeah. But for the most part, when she's down, she's gonna be down until morning. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? Like I will yeah. say it could be worse. I have a friend mm-hmm. who's four year old still wakes up, four and a half year old still wakes up every couple of hours and won't sleep anywhere but their bed. Or it pass. I would have walked into traffic a year ago. Like I can't imagine not sleeping for four years. That's insane, you know. So right. ever since a little less than a year, Emma's been pretty consistently with like sleeping through the night. Yeah. Um, so I feel like I can't complain too much. But she did go through a weird phase where she learned the skill of like dressing herself. And so I would watch the monitor, and she would be she would all of a sudden I would see just a diaper running around because she took her pajamas off she learned how to do it but then she couldn't figure out how to get them back on 
And so I would have to go redress her multiple times before <laughs> I'm glad that I'm glad the exhibition phase is over. That one I, yeah. I don't miss at all. I'd be I would look at the monitor and be like, she has no clothes on and it's this like is, 20 degrees. This is the first I'm hearing of this. She has never done that at my house. I mean, maybe it's a girl thing. I don't know. Maybe, maybe. I, she, but that's the thing also, Matt. It's like we've learned that, you know, she understands that mom and dad don't live with each other anymore. Or maybe mm-hmm. she doesn't even ever remember that time, whatever. And so she has different behaviors at different houses and stuff. And it's like kind of cool, but also super fucking annoying. Like um, she loves sticks of cheese, right? And so I'll hand her a whole stick of cheese and she'll like walk off like bugs. Yeah, string cheese. And she'll walk off like bugs, bunny, just gnawing on the thing. At mom's house, you gotta you gotta break it up into pieces and shit. <laughs> so it is like a parent, two different personalities, essentially. Yeah, yeah, that had to suck. Yeah. Uh, all right. Then um, my next question is: When you guys are together, then what personality is it then? Like at parties and things what, like it that. It depends on what home she's in. Oh, so it's the home that has her act a certain way. Yeah. Oh, okay. There's yeah, probably a I'm... thing for that, or called something, or somebody probably did some some uh, test or ran a story or did some things to figure out why it's like that. I think it's more like associated with the parents. Like even if we're at your house and I give her string cheese, she still wants me. Or maybe it's because I just do it. Maybe I'm the problem, right? Maybe I'm the factor that's assuming she wants it broken into a chunk. I don't know. Well, like there was a time here where I accidentally broke it and I tried to hand her the two pieces. She's like, no, no. Oh, yeah. If I give her a full string cheese, she won't. It just sits on her plate. She won't eat it. I have to. And I'll ask her big cheese or small cheese. And she always says small cheese. Somehow I feel like I'm being gamed. Like the the things she's doing here require more work. <laughs> that doesn't seem like an accident to me. So I mean, I'm, I'm trying pretty... to figure out if I'm somehow like getting if there's a sexist plot, like anti-woman to be, you know, sometimes like women keep just... women down. Maybe this is one of those things. I feel like she just knows that you'll go the extra mile. Just like, you know, I'm a heavy sleeper. And so if like she's like doing any foolishness at, at night, I'm not coming in there. And so she just knows there's some things that I just can't do at dad's house. Yeah, she specifically sometimes when she wants attention. Um, Because, you know, it used to be she would just like cry out or kind of fuss. And she'll say, mommy, mommy, mommy. Like, yeah, she knows. She knows I don't. I've never been a good sleeper. And so I have to have like very specific sleep conditions, blackout curtains, a fan. Like, it's very specific. And so that's how I am provocation i wake up yeah i can't if there's nothing going on i can't sleep i gotta turn on the fan and then it has to be dark after wear an eye mask i can't yeah i have to have that same routine too so, so it's much easier to disrupt right so when emma's right. having sleep stuff at night my at first i couldn't understand why she was only doing it at my house because chad was like no that's not happening but then someone finally, I think it was my therapist, finally suggested, how do you know it's not happening? I, I don't know why this was so controversial. So it like rocked my world. They were like, how do you know it's not happening at Chad's house? You're not there. So then I was like, you're right. I don't know that. So then I started talking to him and I totally just like, I don't know. Time goes on. You forget things. Chad sleeps deeply, deeply, deeply. When she was a newborn baby, she would be screaming and I would be like, wake up, it's your turn. Um, mm-hmm. So it's very likely that when she has disrupted sleep, she's doing it at both houses. Chad just doesn't wake up. Know. Yeah, the poor child. Mm-hmm. So when she's in therapy in 10 years, it will be this issue, just to be clear. Dang. Not the divorce. She doesn't even know the divorce is real, right? Yeah, yeah. I, That's my, a my fake abstract. Yeah. Right. Yeah. My parents together? No, no. They never messed my with each other like that. My dad abandoned me at night. Yeah. My dad... <laughs> so speaking I would like of the... both of them, but I can't figure it out. Like <laughs> Speaking of the divorce, so how are you guys both uh, feeling and doing? 
sister divorce? Is it all peaches and cream? Is it a work in progress? So how are you guys both feeling now that it's officially on paper and things of that nature? Yeah, I mean, Chad and I co-parent phenomenally. Um, we're good friends. We talk all the time. We see each other all the time. Um, Chad's a phenomenal dad. Just an absolutely tremendous dad. And so it's easy to co-parent with him, right? Which is great. Um, I've gone on dates and talked to people who have incredibly toxic shitstorm environments with the, the the parent, the other parent. And um, I'm so grateful that Emma doesn't have that. Um, yeah, I mean, nobody gets married to get divorced, right? That's never the plan. Um mm -hmm but I'm really grateful for how well Chad and I communicate and um, Emma's so well loved and taken care of and people, you know, she gets some extra support services for some different things, some challenges she's had and num a number of professionals have commented on how well we communicate and co-parent. So are we winning divorce? Yes. Do we get an <laughs> A plus in divorce? We do. We excel at everything we do. What can you say? That's that's except marriage, but yes. Um, <laughs> you know, you know, I marriages are like pancakes. Usually, you have to throw the first one out. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Oh, I got divorced. Wait, wait, wait hold on, hold on, wait. Why we got throw? What kind of pancakes you make? You throw out the first one. All my pancakes be good. Man, have well, you? When was the last thing you made a pancake? Something. It like it's like it's like um. You, you didn't leave it on long enough because the skillet's not hot enough. The skillet wasn't hot enough. For sure, yeah. the skillet wasn't hot enough. You should add, just, just, you just got to add extra butter to that one. That's still good. You don't throw it away. Uh, <laughs> That's why I said you usually have to throw <laughs> the first one away. If you are an expert pancake maker, you can have all your pancakes. But, but all right, yeah. Chad, now, uh, how, what about you? Um, no, so like the co-parenting stuff with Samantha is pretty solid. Um, dating is interesting now. Um, mostly because I see things a little differently. And also it's like when I met Samantha, I was like, oh, I don't want to date somebody with kids. Rabble, rabble, rabble. Now I have kids. So who am I to say I don't want to date somebody with kids, you know? No, you so can still say it. <laughs> uh, are we gonna be one of those podcasts? <laughs> Uh, you know what? These females don't That's understand. Right. <laughs> right. Um, so yeah, and so like then just like going out with like single moms and stuff is super interesting. Um, like like Samantha said, like there are so many people out here with exes that suck. Mm -hmm. So that kind of you know, that's a lot. Or maybe they suck. You know, mm -hmm. someone recently reminded me that when you go on a date with someone that has been married i don't have a strong opinion when i haven't had a lot of i am straight up not having a good time in the dating scene which is fine i frequently unsubscribe from any and all effort to date um but someone pointed out to me recently because i've gone on dates and dated people who have been married and who have not been married who have kids and who don't have kids and for for men who've been married someone just recently said this to me and they were like when you go on a date with someone who's been married you're dating someone ex someone's ex-husband like someone left that marriage <laughs> and i'm like that's a again hot take that i don't know why it just hit me in a different way i was like that's a fair point because you assume i always assume people are good and that you know maybe their ex like whatever things happen or whatever. but then every once in a while i'll find myself in a situation i'm like oh no you're the red flag you're the problem i would divorce you also yeah okay that's funny now, I have a running joke now with um these women out here where I'm like, yeah, you women just love to leave y'all husbands, don't y'all? And it was, I, I, I thought I was very funny until like I said that to somebody and then she started crying and I was like, oh, I didn't mean it. That. <laughs> this feels like a good time to, to remind everyone that you play too much. <laughs> but this seems like a really good moment to just bring that back up. <laughs> I do. So, in regards to dating, um, I haven't dated in over like eighteen years. So, um, I know I've heard Chad stories of the dating world. How has dating been for you since the divorce? Like, um, 
with the you know apps and things like that and also like how how has it been like for you samantha Yeah, so I've I've tried some of the apps. I've been introduced to people by family and by friends. I've also met people what I call out in the wild. Um and in these I streets. In these streets. I recently, <laughs> what did I say? Oh, I was really upset the other day. I was really on one. And I was like talking about how 2024 is different. The air is different. I'm different. And I was like, oh, I'm because I'm going to um, Mardi Gras, New Orleans in two weeks. And that's going to be a time, right? That's going to be a situation probably. Yes. And I was like, um, my friend, my girlfriend at the gym was like, Mar like Mardi Gras, New Orleans. What? You're going to get into some stuff. I said, I am loyal to no one but these streets. Absolutely. That's right. Will exactly. That's <laughs> right. Hot <laughs> girl summer. <laughs> yeah. Hot girl February. Let's go. Right. There you go. Yeah. No, it's been interesting. I, I, I generally reject the idea. You know, I think sometimes... we have this like false sense of nostalgia, like, oh, back in the day, it was easier. Back in the day, it was so much better. We think that, I think we tend to misremember things often. There's research yeah. that backs us up. This is not like my opinion. This is like research shows. And so I try not to like say like, oh, dating used to be so different back in the day, or it was so much better. I do, however, think that the volume of apps and the number of people that participate in the apps has, um, made dating super transactional like there's an element now that like even if you're talking to someone and it's going well there's this kind of lingering thought like this is cool but my perfect person might still be on here because you have so many options to choose from yep. and the incentive is to just keep swiping and so I don't love that. I think that there's a lot of times I've been in situations that feel very like, am I doing enough for you to stop swiping? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And it's yeah. hard as someone who is like successful, like works really hard. I'm a good parent. I'm a good friend. Like, you know, I've got a good job. I, it's hard for me to imagine. Like, I, this is going to sound how it's going to sound. I don't understand, but why... If things are going well, I'm a good person, you're a good person, why you would keep swiping, but they keep swiping. Well, or they find piggy... some reason, I don't know, to... Well, to piggyback yeah. off that, I feel like the apps specifically, like, they have, like, a bit of, like, um an addictive gambling aspect to them where you're like, okay, your brain wants to keep swiping because you want to know what's next. And what's next could be the perfect thing. Or it might not be in that part of your brain just has to keep doing it. It's like super addictive, in my opinion. I don't know if women feel the same way. Mm. I think it exacerbates differences between the genders. So I think men, this is, I'd have to look at research to be sure. But for men, I know that have used apps and women, I know that have used apps. I think men have more of that, like, you know, that addictive component yeah and women are like i just need someone who's good enough <laughs> like i just i need a seven out of ten i need a six and a half out of ten and let's just hold steady right there and so you have like different those are like competing interests you mm -hmm. know um So I don't know, but I've tried. So I always end up back on an app because I've met men I've met out or somehow even worse. And then the two worst people I've gone on one date with each have been the people I've met through friends and family that are like, mm -hmm. this is my former coworker. This is someone I do a sport with. You should get to know them. And then just absolute garbage human beings, just absolute. So I that, I don't know, maybe someone's going to deliver a man to my door. I have no idea. Ooh, like a man stork. Yeah, maybe I can order a, a groom from Europe. Oh, know? that's one too. There you go. Samantha, if this was uh, the dating game, what are you looking for in a man? Oh, 
I've had such a long week. Because we have a we have a broad audience. So who somebody might uh, be that they might be listening to you right now. Who knows? I don't I don't know if I would want to recommend our audience because all the um all the engagement we get in is super fucking negative towards me. Right well, that's well, that's so we that's towards you though. That's towards you. <laughs> what did you do to get me people mad at you? Were you playing uh, too much? Uh, no, it's I was uh, honest. It was honest about a a movie review he did, and uh, <laughs> you just have to read the comments. But okay. I don't want to derail this. But yeah, so we do have a broad audience around these countries. <laughs> And yeah, so if what is your the type of person you are looking for? Um, so I am interested in people who are curious about the world, so not complacent. That means like trying new foods, new restaurants. They like to travel. Um, maybe like to learn a language, speak another language, like to watch movies from other countries. You know, just like curious, not the same restaurant the same this the same you know yeah curiosity and openness to learning is really important to me um I do I don't think this is a non-negotiable but I go to the gym every day and it's like a pretty big part of my life so I think for like a partner someone who cares about just being active you know cares about that and t eating generally decently well with cake on the side sometimes, you know, I think from a lifestyle compatibility, that's probably important. Um, I almost came, I was like, someone who's vaccinated. <laughs> Should I just like, <laughs> let me just take some shots straight out. Hey, there. Yeah. hey, hey, don't, don't worry. You just eliminated half the people. So that's good. Right. <laughs> yeah. No, like since, since I can talk about my dating now, like I unbeknownst to myself was talking to an, uh, an anti-vaxxer for a, a short while. And I was like, wait a minute, no, I, got, I gotta, I gotta back, I gotta back up. Yeah. Other than that, I don't know. Um, I, I'm really ambitious. Like my career is really kind of in a new space right now. And mm -hmm. so I don't think I need to date someone who also is like trying to move mountains, but I definitely need someone who's patient and supportive because I don't know I'm on just this wild roller coaster ride so I think sometimes I can be intimidating like as a person and as a as a woman I guess so someone who's very secure in themselves um, that isn't intimidated by a successful woman and someone who I don't know I can definitely out squat and probably outbench a lot of the people I've dated, you know, so I don't know. I think I'm just stressful to men. I don't know how to be any less of myself though. So I'm just going to keep reading books and lifting weights. I'll be fine. But I do agree that you do need somebody supportive. Um, you've got a lot of shit going on and you need somebody that you can bounce some stuff off of sometimes. So yeah, if, you're a good, I... if you're a good listener out there who can bench and read hit us up and we'll, and we'll see what's going on <laughs> i will say this is a hot take i do not care about height i do not care about um i have some girlfriends i think there's a i feel bad i love a short king listen i used to one time i made a joke shout out to our short kings out here i'm one of them i appreciate the absolutely love. how tall are you matt we're the same fucking height like... fuck off okay how tall are we i'm five seven Right, and now go to the internet and let us know if five seven is tall or not. Right, I understand that, but <laughs> wouldn't a shark cane be like considered like five 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 four? No. So no. I we we are considered short. Yeah, I think the women of the internet think under five ten five yeah. nine okay. is probably a short king. But I dated a guy who's five two. So when I say short king, I mean short king. Yikes! I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean that's fine. Yeah, support, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. One, one love, if you will. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, and I know all kinds of body types and stuff like that. It's more of like a, it's a vibe. So, oh, good banter. Good, all, all I honestly care about is witty conversation. Yeah, that, What you do for a living. Be on point. 
Yeah, it's a non-negotiable because um, everything else on paper can look right. But if we sit and look at each other quietly over a nice dinner, then I just would rather yeah. eat alone. Why you did know, I rather save the calories I, uh, and eat at yeah. home? Yeah. <laughs> All right, Chad, what about you? Chad what do you love is dead. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, on the dating yeah. game, yeah. If you were gonna find the perfect woman, Chad, what would it be? Um, well, yeah, I agree. The bant does need to be there. Like I am someone, as you know, that um I can my mind goes places, right? And so the things that I say are out there. And I need somebody to keep the fuck up. Mm-hmm. So, so no um, dum-dums is what he just said. <laughs> <laughs> no comment. No comment. Let me be the oh, yeah. sad translator. You speak and I will translate for you. Okay. <laughs> Ten years in, I can speak your language. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's that's fair. Um, Yeah, so I want somebody that can keep up. Uh, I don't really care if we have all the same interests, but like some shit, like I, I would like to be able to have um relevant conversations with you right so like um i'm not super into news and politics but like lightly like we can have those conversations or if you're up on like what's going on in pop culture like i want us to be able to have conversations so like some sort of overlap in some sort of something you know Mm um i mean yeah i would like somebody that um you know, employed. Uh, and when I say that, I, I, what, I, what I mean is like, <laughs> uh, I think Matt needs to translate now. Um, uh, yes, it's always good to have somebody who's employed. That's that's always a plus. That's always a plus. You talking about uh, the one that hits you up for money? Is this what you're talking about? Ah, uh, dang, dude, we just put it all out there. Yes, yeah. I'm I thought that's what her. we were translate. I thought you <laughs> wanted a translator. Yeah, Chad and I have approached approached post divorce dating very, 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 very differently. Very differently. Um, Chad is going for a high score in the community, and I'm just <laughs> trying to find. <laughs> one person i don't know if i'm gonna get married again i think i would get married again i don't really um yeah absolutely i don't yeah i don't i would first i don't want to have any more kids but i would get married yeah. again um but i do just want one person that i can you know i just think everything a lot of things get better with when you have one person that communication yeah. There's, yeah. I don't know. There's there's just what travel, you know, like I don't want to travel with someone I just met. Like there's a lot no, of things that true. I want to do in this world that, you know, with my career, like taking someone to an event. I'm not just going to take someone I just met in front of my colleagues, in front of stakeholders, right? So like I just mm-hmm. want one person who looks good in a suit who can uh I just about went down a you know, I do have physical requirements also, right? There's some anyway. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. We 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 got the menti- mentally part. Well, go ahead, let them know. I mean, I'm a pretty physical person, so my my checklist for someone I'm dating is I need you to get along with my friends. I need to be able to take you places, and you can get along with my people. I need to get along with your people, right? So I think your friends sometimes are. I think you're a reflection of the company you keep to a certain mm-hmm. extent. Yeah. especially at this age especially as we round out our 30s you know like at this point friendships are very intentional because everyone's busy um and then just you know i need someone who can i like that friendships are very intentional i mean i'm, about to, st- point, I'm, I'm about to steal yeah. that yeah that's good at this point yeah i, I wholeheartedly agree yeah because yeah like you yeah parenting and all that sh- and work and it's like yeah you know well, and I just, I personally have such limited free time between work and the baby and the gym and the books, you know, I'm like, I have my hobbies and I have my career and I have my child. And so my, my, 
my time is so limited and I heard this once I was watching this thing on Netflix and they said time is the most valuable non-renewable resource we have Mm-hmm. So time is the most important thing you can give to somebody. If you share your time with someone, it is the most valuable non-renewable resource. So I am very intentional with how and who I spend my time. Um, which is why so, I don't. Samantha so spin jams on here. Okay, I like that. Gems. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. why does it take one hundred and thirty-seven weeks for this to happen, Samantha? <laughs> no, yeah, it's because I don't watch movies. That's true. I'm. Okay. It's me. I'm the problem. It's me. Like I. <laughs> yes. This was Taylor the first Swift. movie I'd watched, yeah. and I don't. And I only watched it because that's my. That's my man. That's my actual man. Jake Johnson is my actual man. We'll get don't tell that. his yeah. wife, but that's my actual man. So that's why I was like, yes, I will watch this movie in particular. But if you guys start doing a podcast about like New Girl. Oh yeah, New Girl. I'm there for sure. Obviously. Um. I don't know. Like books <laughs> if you start a weightlifting podcast well, I funny enough a in a couple of weeks theme. in a couple of weeks we have like a a british guy that um has a youtube page about fitness and he tries to like bring nerd inspiration to it so those are a couple of your check boxes stangle sorry i keep calling you stangle um but yeah that's, but i want to i want my name it's fine we try not to do last names. Oh, not government names. That's fair. Okay. Right. But, you know, you're a public figure now. But um, circling <laughs> back. Oh, I meant to bring this up. How often, Samantha, how often did Chad cook? Because Chad cooks a lot now. How often <laughs> did he cook um, when you guys were together? No. No. <laughs> the answer is no. Yeah. yeah. Chad has a whole new lifestyle. Post-divorce Chad is a whole different person. He goes to restaurants he never would have gone to when we were together. He does things like gets on boats, wouldn't do that before. He drinks energy drinks. He used to fight me on energy drinks. He cooks. He never cooked. Yeah, this I don't know this man. Uh, uh, I don't know this man. (laughs) And I talk to him every day. (laughs) This this is Chad. All new, all different, baby. But no, like, um, so I've 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 gone I've had this spiel with people before where it's like, um, honestly, honestly, if if we really dig into it, right? And not to get into like the nuts and bolts of like everything that did and did not work with us, but I don't think that I was in a place for an adult relationship when I met Samantha. Mm-hmm. um that's just like the self-reflection right i'm not saying like i'm a whole fully fledged and functioning adult now but it's just like i wasn't i didn't fully understand all the concepts that one needed to be in a healthy relationship i think mm-hmm. so now um you know some time removed for that from that situation with you know reflection and um, just having experienced other things in life, I can see that clearer now. Shout out to therapy. I just doing his job. I intentionally did not mention therapy, but you know. Oh, I, I gotta. We gotta let them know we are advocates for therapy. mental health. I know. Yeah. I know. I'm talking about for me because, like, um, no, because like that whole insurance thing with my therapist. Did I tell you about that, Matt? Yeah. 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 <laughs> So I gotta I find mean, a new therapist. I know you never liked him. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to get into it. But transitioning off of us, Matt, you wanted to talk about toy movies for the future? Hmm. Um this went down I went down a rabbit hole for this to where it went from like Barbie movie and everything, and oh, then you know, X some people get awards, uh Ryan Gosling and this, this, and this. So then I ran across an article that said they're working on a new movie. Uh, Jennifer Lopez is going to produce a Bob the Builder film set in Puerto Rico. Wait, what? Bob the Builder is British. (laughs) That's not real. Right. No, this is real. So um, as I read through this article, I was like, whatever, whatever, till I got to the bottom. And the bottom is... uh, I hear Bob the Builder is just one of the children's characters that's being developed for big screen reinventions following the commercial and critical success critical success of Barbie. 
Um, toy films now in the works include Polly Pocket, directed by Lena Dunham, starring Lily Collins. Then you have Barney the Dinosaur, is reported to be an adult and will lean into millennial stuff. Um, and another Mattel, Mattel film in the pipeline is including Hot Wheels, produced by J.J. Abrams. Um, and that got me thinking of other toy movies that they could make. <clears throat> mm. uh, so I came up with a few. And you let me know if you come up with anything or if you want to change this. So first one, right of bat, I thought of Furby. Oh, uh, I forgot about Furby. And I thought like of a like a horror film. Oh, that's a, a good idea. A horror movie that's crossed between Gremlins and like a Chucky type of thing, but a horror movie for Furby. Okay, I'm with it. I'm with it. I would watch that. Yeah. All right, Stretch Armstrong. Is he like a superhero? I know. I like. I. I mean, the movie you're making. Oh, the movie I'm making. Yeah, well, I, I don't know. I don't know if Stretch Armstrong has a background, but in my mind, he's a superhero. He shows how he gets his powers, how he becomes stretchy, and he fights crime, or yeah, like that. Okay, sure. Uh, the Tamagotchi. Okay, is this one where you get sucked into a computer? Like, um, I was gonna say, honey, I shrunk the kids, but like, what's one where they got Tron? Well, well. That's an option. The one I was thinking of is one where it turns alive in the Tamagotchi. So it's actually speaking and doing things and crying and whining. And the kid in 2024 has to constantly feed it and do things and stuff like that. But to me, that kind of feels like an animated movie to me. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. And the last one is Beanie Babies. They just made a Beanie Babies movie. Oh, I didn't know that. What was it about? Well, it was about the story of the Beanie Babies. Documentary. You know, it was like it had actors and stuff in it. Oh. Mine was these Beanie Babies or um, this uh, person gets sucked into the Beanie Baby world and all the Beanie Babies are alive. Like and, you know, Yeah, and you know, something happens to where that human has to solve something in the Beanie Baby world to help him get back to his regular world. That's funny. That is funny. Now, I just based off ride. that, yeah. Um, do you guys have any childhood toys things that could be made in a movie? Like, what were toys when we were kids? Shit. Pretty, pretty princess. What is that? The board game. Oh. Uh, I forget that I was. I'm a girl, and you grew up as boys. Um, yes. Yeah, I mean, it should be a good campy quest to to become the princess because you end the game by putting the crown on your head and saying I'm a pretty pretty princess. It's a natural mm. quest adventure for a girl. Ooh, what mm. if what what if we make elements of it like Jumanji? I mean, all you're doing is collecting jewelry, but we could make it extreme. Yeah. You could have <laughs> to like well, get, I mean like know, scale element... a volcano to get the earrings or something. Like you could yeah. Well like elements are yeah, tough. Like elements of like the um of that world leak into our own right so like you need to get the 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 diamond necklace or whatever but you got to fight the dragon or whatever you know i don't know um yeah, i mean my brain immediately would just went to like the girliest like dream phone yeah mall madness like what's those the, board uh, games what's what's oh. the date one where you guess what who the date is yeah dream phone Barbie oh, also had a mystery date game. Mystery. There's a Barbie mystery date game. That one was fun. Can we just reboot Clue? Can we just do that? No, I've never seen that. Clue. It was so, it was good. You should watch. Yeah, we'll have to Clue. do an episode on that. It's really good, man. It's, it's so it, movie, it yeah. still holds up. Like it's a comedy. It still holds up. Yeah, I don't okay. think we need to reboot that one. I think Not... the internet would get mad at you. It would, it would, but yeah. the internet's gonna get mad no matter what you do. Yeah, I'm trying to think yeah. of other. Just exist. Um, what was that? Um, I, I the first thing that jumped to my mind was surf sharks. I can remember those toys. It is a more of a cartoon, I guess. But... Surf sharks. That's not coming together. So instead of. 
they they're they're oh no street street sharks okay sorry. that's what i was thinking yeah 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 street yeah, sharks sorry. okay yeah <laughs> oh and then mighty max i remember that shit mighty max so no. basically mighty max was boy poly pocket because the toys mm. oh like, yeah oh, that's that. right that's yeah. right that's right yeah yeah, yeah. I don't know. See, there's plenty of stuff. If this is the the new, um, you know, superhero stuff where everybody's trying to find an old toy to make a game or I mean, make a movie of it, there's plenty of options out there. Did you ever see Barbie, Matt? Yes. I, 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 I hear all these studios being like, "Yeah, we want this Barbie money," but it's like. You could tell, like, they actually cared what they were doing when they made Barbie. And right. I don't get that impression when you're like, oh, yeah, we're about to make Holly Pocket with Lena Dunham. No, thank you. And the thing is, because you have to have the story. And the things with these toys, there's not really a story based around it. So right. it really, it's not just the name of it. Sure, the name gets the attention, but it's the story and how it's done is what's going to get the quote-unquote, critically acclaimed stuff and all the money and everything. Just slapping Mattel on there is not going to do it. So it has to be, right. the, the story has to be good. Right. All right. Uh, but speaking this... of amazing storytelling, uh, oh. I came up with a movie idea last night in the middle of the night. Okay. Um, it was so good, I had to write it down. Because I came up with an idea like three days ago of a vampire movie with black people. And I don't remember this, but the wife woke uh, Apparently, I told the wife in the middle of the night, hey, I have an idea for a vampire movie. Don't forget to tell me when I wake up. So she woke up and she was like, hey, you're, you in the middle of the night, you told me, remind you about this vampire movie. And I was like, I have no recollection of what this ha right. what happened. I don't recall. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I don't recall none of this. So this time when I had the idea, I woke up. I put it in my notes. So, it's a heist movie. Ooh. So, I was thinking of all the heist places that we have not seen people do a heist at. So, my idea is a heist movie on a cruise ship. A moving cruise ship. Now, the main character is a smart, cunning, sophisticated woman. And the plot reads like this. So, they have Months to plan for this heist. It's a cruise ship, you know, multiple day cruise type of thing. They're planning to um, heist something. I haven't got that far ahead. Something. Right, right, and right. they were planning this. But then there's five of them. The other four crew members, things happen and they get arrested. But then right before they get arrested, they tell their leader, hey, keep going with this heist. We need the money, blah, blah, blah. This is a once-in-a-lifetime score. So now the leader has to go on this cruise ship and uh, basically get random people, convince random people to be on this highest with them to complete it. Okay. So the leader of this group, Selma Hayek. Oh, oh, we already cast it. Okay. Yes, yes. Uh, also on this group, Sherry Cola. Of course, okay. you know, I'm throwing yes. Sherry okay. in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also in this get group. her coins. Yes. Also, Coco Jones. Okay. Uh, also in this group, Dave Franco. Okay. Also in this group, Nukuti Gatwa. Doctor uh, Who guy. The new Doctor know, I, I was about to ask, like, is that the new Doctor Who? Okay. Yes, yes. Okay. So, but they are part of the cruise this ship people that that she has to convince to get on there or whatever like that okay um and and i was thinking since the original four crew gets arrested they're not really in it that'll be a time for like uh one of those like surprise cameos things to where like i didn't know this person was in a movie but they're only movie for like a little uh, bit and then they're gone like, uh, like brad pitt and bullet train right right so well, he was in the whole movie but this person will be oh shit you're right um channing tato i'm sorry yeah like that so I was like, who is the first, I need four people for this. So I was like, who's the most four randomless people I can put in a movie that would be funny? Number one, Will Smith. Okay. Number two, Taylor Swift. Very random. 
Okay. <laughs> number three, John Cena. Okay. And number four, King Jong. As part of a heist team. As part of a heist team. Okay. Or, That's well, all I got so far. Where, where the fuck the vampires at? Pulling a lot of fan bases together with that. Yes. See, that's what you gotta do. You you can't get to spread it out. Where where's the vampire coming to play? No, that was a different movie. I forgot the plot of that one. Oh, okay. Oh, this is something totally different. Lost into the ether. Yeah. Yeah. I I that was lost that day that I had it. To to merge your ideas, I know you didn't see it, and no one should see it. Last Voyage of the Demeter, um, the movie I saw last year where. Basically, Dracula was in the cargo ship and slowly killing people. And like, what if we have elements of that where like we are doing this heist, but also there's a Dracula on the boat. Got like some snakes on a plane vibe. Yeah, you're yeah, fucking yeah, yeah, this yeah. up, Chad. You went too far. You went too far. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. And then That's the, the other... sequel. That's the but the thing is, I sees. want the thing is the the Dork end of video. it. Spoiler: They don't complete the heist. Because mm-hmm. they learned that, you know, the real heist was the friends you made along the way. Yeah, sure. Whatever. I just don't want them to complete it because, you know, they always complete the heist at the end. So I don't want them to complete it. Maybe it could be something to where they realize that, you know, a bigger score is later on or something. Mm-hmm. But or maybe they just fucking fail. Yeah, I do well- not want them to complete this heist. What annoys me about a lot of heist movies is that, like, you go through this whole journey with them, and then at the end, they show that they did the heist before the movie even started and shit. Right, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, people listening, y'all can have that idea. Uh, just give your boy a executive producer credit, all right? This stuff is coming. <laughs> this stuff is coming in the middle of the night. I just got to jot it down. If I get back to you on that vampire idea... We're about to make some money. Exactly. I, I don't know how it was, but if it came from me, it was probably, probably pretty good. <laughs> probably so, um, believe in. Right. So, um, first library game of the year, RoboCop Rogue City. Um, now, I'm someone that like is loosely aware of what RoboCop is. Like, I've never seen any of the movies. Really? Fully. Not even the newer one? Not, well, okay. I've seen the new one, but I mean, like, the classic movies i've not seen them all the way through and um every time somebody mentions that they're going to uh, every time somebody mentions they're going to detroit i ask if they're going to see the robocop statue or run into robocop every single time detroit every time up, he every talks time. about robocop every time samantha's known me too long, too and, long. <laughs> and um so it's um it's a, a game that came out on playstation and xbox recently and it takes place between parts two and three and it's a pretty fun game. Just, you know, you go around town, you know, shooting the bad guys, doing little missions. It's not like an first, open world game. Or first anything. or third person? First. Okay. And so, like, you can up upgrade RoboCops, like, different moves and stuff. And I really enjoyed it. The only thing I didn't care for story-wise was, like, there were a lot of, like, parts where RoboCop was glitching. And then there would be, like flashbacks to like him being a human robot a human man and i'm like this is this is not why i'm playing robocop but that's what actually happens though in the movies he glitches every single does he does he glitch in every movie yeah oh. i don't remember the third one i don't remember the third one but i remember the first two to where yeah because yeah I don't like at one point thing. in there he glitches. It's not like a everything current, but there's a situation where he glitches and things happen. Yeah. I mean, I get it in the first movie. They're still working out the kinks, but if we still glitching in the second movie, we can we can chill all that out. But all right, so that's what I've been, you know, occupying my time delaying the inevitable. But um a couple of weeks ago, uh, I mentioned that I am supposed to be looking into potty training um, Samantha and I, girl's daughter, girl daughter, Samantha and my daughter. And um, I have this book from the library that I've been reading. Mm-hmm. And Aww. it's a good read. Um, I like how like it opens up and it talks about how like, you know what, potty, not knowing how to potty train your kid, that's not on you. That's on oh, real quick. Uh, the book is called Ready, Set, Potty. Yes. Yes, and it's got a little kid potty in. Um, and it's talking about how, you know what? 
don't blame yourself, parent, if your kids isn't adapting to the, the potty training. It's your kid's fault because just like anything, the kid's going to uh, do it when they want to fucking do it. So don't beat yourself up. And I was like, thank you for reassuring me, book. And then book went on to be like, look, asshole, if you don't stick to this routine, then you're the dumbass, And that's why your kid can't pee in the pot. And I was like, oh, so you just you, 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 up. You're, you, you really lured <laughs> me in here. Book, but, you know, <laughs> but no, it's um, it's got some interesting information. So, yes. Um, this will be an share, interesting time. Do you want to share with the crowd how long ago I asked you to put together a potty training plan? No, it's been a while. No, you see, that's the problem. You don't listen to the show, Samantha. I talked about this. Okay. And how I got mad at you. <laughs> we yeah. don't get, I don't, there's very few times. Like I said, Chad is such a good dad. He's such a good dad. I just can't say it enough. He's such a good dad. Um, There are very few times where I get any kind of frustrated with parenting stuff but I'm so overwhelmed with my job right now I'm just like treading water all the time that I was like we really need to have a plan that we can implement consistently you know she's three and a half it's past time for us to really be the schools are asking like and so the first month that Chad was given the assignment he comes back to me and I was like hey where are we at with the plan he's like oh no she's not ready and I was like mm, mm, mm -mm. no I that's not a plan that, that's not even the correct answer those those were words that I said I'm gonna go ahead and have you try again so then another month goes by and he's like yeah yeah so you know we're just gonna we got, we got a potty trainer we're going to put it, put her on there first thing in the morning. I was like, yeah, professionals told us that six months ago. Mm -hmm, He's mm -hmm, like, and then mm -hmm. we'll just, you know, kept, keep checking in. And I was like, at regular intervals, are we going to do a sticker chart? Does she need one of those like watches that reminds you to go potty? Like, yeah, a plan, my dude, a plan. What does a plan mean? All those things. Then happen. I got actually yes. mad. I was like, I'll do it myself. He's like, no, no, give me a third try. So this is the <laughs> third try that we are on now. See, third try is a charm. I got a, I got a whole book now. <laughs> I'm proud of you for having a book. Emma appreciates you. Anyway, let's let's close this shit out. Uh, this week we are, we are discussing self-reliance. You have been selected to partake in the biggest reality show in the dark web. There will be people trying to kill you, the hunters. Oh shit! You will have 30 days to survive. You will only be killed when you are alone. Jake Johnson, he is a guy um, that is recruited to participate in a game on the dark web where if you survive for one month without being murdered, you win a million dollars. So Matt, we're going to start with you because I have an idea of what Samantha thinks of this movie. Um, I thought it was an okay movie. Um, I felt like it was in the middle of the road to where is this? This movie is a considered a comedy, right? Kind of. Kind. Yeah, and like I feel a dark like comedy. I guess. Yeah. I feel like the comedy wasn't there. Um, I agree. I, I feel like there needed to be more comedy. And or if it would have took a different route, more horror horror ish to where like I never really felt like his life was in danger. I mean, right. there were certain scenarios to where somebody would show up, but it was all on like a light sense. Mm -hmm. Um, but the premise of this movie is phenomenal. Yeah. Um, but I just felt like overall it was kind of it was an okay movie. I mean, I'm not saying go see this. I'm not saying don't go see it. Actually, I say that back. I'm not saying don't go see it, but um, if this was in the theater, I, I would say, no, no, you don't need to see this. You're not missing nothing. But if this is on some... If this, if it it, it saying, is on streaming. But... Right, right. That's what I say. But yeah, so this is not one of drop what you're doing, go watch it. If you got time, it's a nice little watch, but I just feel like they missed on certain things of this movie um, that could have made this, could have made it a lot better, in my opinion. Samantha? Yeah. 
it's hard to speak against my man um i think i'd watch anything that's how i ended up watching minx because i would watch anything jake johnson's in um i'm a big fan of his and he's the same person in like every show so i'm starting to think that's just who Uh he is as a person which is makes me want him to leave his wife even more but that's fine he probably they've been together like 20 years so i don't think he's going to um yeah i didn't really like the movie um i really liked the premise you know if if so watch i watched the trailer when chad sent it to me because he knows that's my that's that's bay and um i was like oh hey yeah i'm interested that's interesting um i feel like they showed the best parts of the movie in the trailer mm-hmm. you know like the funniest like the weirdest scenes were all in the trailer and so um yeah it took me three tries to watch it i watched some of it came back watched some of it came back watched some <laughs> of it and that's not good that's not a good um and I only finished it because I knew I was going to talk to you guys about it. I probably wouldn't have finished it otherwise. I had no vested interest in what happened. Um, the first thing that really uh, stood out to me, I just thought that Anna Kendrick, I didn't feel any chemistry between the two of them. She was being like extra awkward and he was being Nick Miller. Yeah. And she wasn't... Um, enough awkward she wasn't like jessica day awkward she was just like awkward she was so she she was anna kendrick awkward yeah that's what she is in all her roles i don't think they it read well together so any subplot with them i don't believe i just like don't believe it and it felt like a forced chemistry like it felt like yeah i don't know and then there wasn't really enough tension or conflict so her you know them finding out that um they target people yeah like well that they target people who are like kind of going through it and she feels guilt and like runs away from it like after they meet that dude at the bar i was like that that doesn't feel like a real conflict or tension point like this feels like something that could easily be resolved i hate one of my least favorite tropes in books is when there's a will they won't they and it's things that could be resolved with simple communication do you know, like, if someone has to move to another country and, like, or there's some significant, their wound, you know, whatever, and there's, like, a an actual reason people can't be together, but if it's, like, oh, we walked out the door at a slightly different time and it's something that could have easily been resolved with modern communication, I hate that trope. It's, like, just put them together. You mm-hmm. can only draw this out so long for so many times, and I just didn't feel like there was, like, the conflict and tension point was it didn't really make that much sense to me so you know um jake johnson five out of five for being himself um and i think this was his like directing debut right yes and so um good job he tried you know i'm rooting for him i'm rooting for him to try again um but i yeah i can't i wouldn't watch it again i can't i don't know who i would recommend watch it I feel like the comedy should have been funny. P- pushed up a couple notches to no, where this is, this is a a clear case of someone else needed to to take a, a pass at the script. So like yes, uh-huh. Jake Johnson wrote the first draft. Somebody else needed to punch up the second, you know, and make and punch up the punch up the next draft instead right. of we just film whatever the fuck he wrote. Right, because one of the scenes I was thinking of is when. His brother-in-law was on the toilet or whatever, and he was trying to get him up. There's comedy there, mm-hmm. but the way they executed it wasn't comedy, like wasn't funny comedy. So I'm like, it's like, like you said, there's certain scenes in there where it could have been funny, yeah. but it just didn't get to that point. I, I also agree, like the scene when they go visit the guy at the bar and um, they have that riff about um, let's make a deal and Wayne Brady. I understand why you think that's funny, but mm-hmm. the scene wasn't funny. Right. It right. could have been funny. Yeah. And like, I guess more. We... Yes. Go ahead. No, it's just going to, you know, go. Well, I was just thinking too, because um, I'm less hung up on the comedy. I agree with your points a thousand percent. 
I think I think a good good storytelling is you're rooting for somebody or you're rooting against somebody and there's some sort of tension some sort of conflict that like must get resolved there has to be like a a climb and then Mm -hmm. a resolution and I think the other like relational dynamic with his ex that he was with for like 20 years that they just like kind of stopped being together and now she somehow has a baby and the resolution of that was him knocking on the door and being like hey we're cool right you know it was just a huge letdown so i um the problems just don't seem real in the movie Mm-hmm. And the resolution, therefore, doesn't really matter because this doesn't seem like it was an actual problem. Right. Yeah, I agree. Like the movie opened with like that's part of his routine, wanting to knock on her door, but he can't bring himself to do it. And you barely do anything with that. And then another thing, like there's like low key family tension because the dad just up and left. And there he is. He reappears and he's like, you can do it, son. What? What? And then like the family kind of I'm not going to say they don't like him, but like they don't believe in him. And that really wasn't resolved either. So it's like so many plot threads set up that went nowhere. And I agree that there should have been more instances of him fearing for his life. Not necessarily like, oh man, we see other characters trying to kill him, but just there are you know, more situations where he is alone and we feel that fear. And there wasn't enough of that. Right. So I, I feel like it, it was a missed opportunity for the unhoused person that mm-hmm. he called James, whose real name was like Walter, <laughs> um, to be the assassin. I kept hoping yeah. at the very end he would fi- he would be <laughs> like, because that's why he happened to be in his neighborhood. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes, yes. I was hoping that he was an assassin and that he waited till the end to be like, yeah sorry my T- dude. tv tension i thought it was gonna be anna kendrick like when the movie first started but then yeah. i'm like oh we're actually doing nothing with this okay cool cool yeah um, and the, i just the other thing i and i'm not even like a romantic like i don't watch romance movies i don't read romance books i'm not like a super sentimental person but i just can't get over how off i found the dynamic between the two of them to be that when they go dancing it was the most forced, fake, weird, like, let's, yeah. you know, let's forget about this for a while. And I don't know. It just was like, you pulled out of a hat. What do people do to fall in love is like, yes. go Latin dancing. That's the one that came out as opposed to karaoke or bowling. Like, it felt like really disingenuous. I don't know. Right. It felt weird. And that's where I, I thought, too, too, where like all the stuff they were doing is like, dating stuff like the fall in love but i'm like like you said they could have just watched a movie they both could have been playing on their phones they could have been one playing video games one reading a book but like the trope was is that make it seem like they fall in love so they're doing romantic stuff which they didn't have to do any of that yeah and the dancing was bad this didn't didn't really need a love subplot honestly like he's trying to he's trying to do too much in this one script i feel like and I don't believe the love subplot on either front. He didn't really seem to have a lot of chemistry or with this, you know, X of 20 years. It didn't right. feel like it felt weird. And Anna Kendrick was just being too Anna Kendrick, I think. Like she was just mm-hmm. being like when she pops out to like say I'm with him, like when he's talking to his ex, I was like it what okay. is this moment? This is weird. This is, yeah. yeah. None of the relationships felt authentic to me. So, um, the prize ended up being like a, um, a, a goof. Instead of it being one million American dollars, it was one million Norwegian krona, kroning, kroner, and uh, kroner to USD. One million dollars is ninety five thousand dollars. So he was essentially getting $380 a month for his troubles. Yeah, I just like did I wasn't invested. And then even the end of it, yeah, I I, I don't know. Yeah. So um what do you think the Rotten Tomato score on this movie was? I feel so bad for Bay. 40%. 
Um, uh, I'm like twenty nine percent. You guys are harsh. This is Jake Johnson's first movie, guys. I hope. Hey, man, so. they all can't be winners. So why don't we try this again? Do not go below sixty percent. Whoa, uh, that's not real then. A eighty. I mean, sixty-one percent. Seventy-five percent with fifty-one reviews. Um, sixty-three percent audience score. Um, I That's don't just know why. people love Nick Miller. No, that I is. Get they, it. they didn't even watch the movie. They were just like, "Oh yeah, Jake Johnson." But you have 100%. to be willing to criticize what you love. You know what I'm saying? Like, you have to. Two things can be true at the same time. Jake Johnson is a gift to this world, and that was not a good movie. That is. Funny. As adults, we can hold two truths at the same time in our head. Yes. All right. Um, let's wrap it on up. Samantha, I want to thank you so much for coming on. Uh, it's been a long time coming. I appreciate you doing this, airing our dirty business out there, hopefully getting us all the clicks in the world because, yes, I'm exploiting my personal situation for clicks. That is what I've become. Only one of us has any dirty business, Chad. I didn't. Air, I don't have anything to air. Listen, that's your. That's between you and Jesus. Um, no, I appreciate you having me on, and um, this was. It was good to. Um, I'd like to watch more movies. I would yeah. really like to watch more movies. I just am usually. There's so many to choose from. Do you know what I mean? It's like selection fatigue, and so. Um, I'd be happy to do another one when I'm hopefully less tired someday because I know I'm starting yeah. to like look yeah. how I feel. Um, but I really liked this was a good encourage, like a good nudge to watch. Now you know, unfortunately, it wasn't like a five yeah. Star I, movie, I'm sorry about that. Okay. I was like Jake Johnson. It's a slam dunk here. Um, no, great like, premise. Yeah, that's how I feel about this podcast. Where it's like, yeah, this pushes me to watch stuff that I say I'm going to watch, but I'm not going to watch. You know, you, you guys know what I'm trying to say. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I appreciate Matt. It was good to see you. I haven't seen you in a, a long time. Right, it was good so. to see you, too. I'm glad you was on. Yeah, I'll come back and we'll talk about less weird things next time and hopefully a better movie. Yeah, yes. we'll, we'll talk about we, Roadhouse we, we 2024. Oh, I will, I will dunk so hard on Roadhouse 2024 if you really want to. Like yes, I, I'm, I'm sure there's be a lot better movies coming up on the horizon but thank you so much for listening please rate like or review our podcast on your platform of choice if you have any feedback please email us at we used to talk pod at gmail.com subscribe to us on youtube and follow us on x formerly twitter instagram tiktok and threads is a thing we don't use it but we have it at we used to talk pod follow me on letterbox at bow1213 and matt at mr king0257 um, come back next week. We are going to watch one of two movies. I wrote them down on here. Haven't talked to Matt about it. So I'll, I'll let you guys hear. Either we're going to talk about Strange Days that Catherine Bigelow directed, Angel Bassett starring movie, or we're going to watch Set It Off. I don't know. We're gonna. It's going to be one of those next week. We'll see. And like always, I don't know if this is a good episode. I don't know if it's a bad episode. But whatever you think about it, talk about it at work. Thank you for listening. <laughs>